My name is Michelle Marguerite Marquez. I was born in Scotland and I now live in Barbados. This is a podcast for purpose-driven top performers. You see, I've coached some of the most successful, fascinating and talented people in the world. I have an innate ability to see the potential that most cannot see for themselves. My intuition tells me when to challenge people's thinking and when I've found the fertile ground underneath. I ask the kind of questions most wouldn't ask. I say the kind of things that most people wouldn't dare and nothing is off limits. I'm really good at sniffing out what my clients try to hide and I don't stop until we get deep. I coach around thinking. We have a real conversation. You think one way. I bring expansiveness. New thinking happens and suddenly your whole world changes in an instant. This podcast is called The Undeniable Leader because high-level thinking creates undeniable leaders and that changes everything. Welcome to The Undeniable Leader with Michelle Marguerite Marquez, Andy Murphy. I'm really looking forward to this uh, conversation this evening. Before we start, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody at the start of these sessions. What would make this an incredible conversation for you? Nothing. I've got everything I need right in front of me. (laughs) You're a piece of work. Come on. What would you need to walk away from this conversation with? that makes a difference to okay, your life so right now? I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. I need some clarity on recent events where I struggle with why people do what they do when you're trying to help them. So it happened, yeah, it happened yesterday and it happened two weeks ago and it happened a month ago and it happened about four million times in my lifetime now when I do is all I do is reach out and it kind of gets to the point where Okay, so I always say people are only loyal until their needs change. And it's got to the point where it's kind of dampening my sparkle a little bit. So I don't know whether to carry on being me or just kind of shut down. So I don't know what's best for my own mental health and and good energy, whether I should stop. Because I've helped, Jesus Christ, millions, not millions, but a a good few people. I've changed a lot of lives. And Okay. in doing that, it's making mine go down a little bit. So I just, um, and you know, I had a little cry to my missus last night. We sort of, you know, I just sort of, yeah, I, I just don't know why people do it, you know. So it's just, Okay, let's I'm, visit that then. Hmm. Do you, let me ask you a question. Do you feel that you take time to actually evaluate a person's character or evaluate a person's um I'm not I don't want to say motives but a, a, a person's needs before you jump in and immediately start helping them yeah I just um I kind of take everyone on face value and when in doing that this is why I get burned but at the same time 
I, I've got a very big motto that I say, like, be who you needed when you were younger. So, and I just, I'd never want anyone to go through what I did as a child. And, yeah, I just, I think I just fucking, it winds me up a bit now, really. You know, when I, I go out of my way to do connections and set people up and then I see them kind of doing what they're doing and I just think, oh, fucking hell, man, should have just let Mr. you Mr. Murphy, can you please remember we're recording this? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 sorry. I thought we were just on. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I've got a really good saying. This is what I was trying to find, actually. So I've got a really good saying. It's always trust everyone to be themselves, but trust in the fact that you can see them well. And it's one of my favourite sayings at the minute because it really does resonate with me. So that's what I was trying to find. But the thing is, is I don't want to see people well anymore. I just want a really cool circle around me and just people that grow with me rather than grow against me when I help them, you know? And I just find it quite sad that... Yeah. But why, why is it that you feel that you need to change who you are or you need to change them your sparkle or do anything about because it's not about you, it's about them? Yeah, I know, but when you, when you le- legit could put your time into other things and you think you see the good in someone and you think, my, my biggest problem is I see the potential in people before they see them, their potential in them. So what I do is I capitalise and I try and instill loads of energy into them and get them going and then they just kind of forget that my time's the most valuable currency that I could give someone, you know? Yeah. So, and I'm just like, that's another, I could have put that time into opening a business or, you know. Yeah. Do, do you feel that you give them too much too soon? Do you think that yeah. might be an my, issue? My missus does it all the time. She's like, you do too much. Like, you just, you, you're just destined for a fall. I just, it's, it's the ADHD in me as well. If you look at any major people that have like, so any top businessmen or people that were, when looking back in school, they were always giving things to people in school. They were always trying to be the one that helps. And it's a big trait for ADHD. It's a massive trait. That's how you can tell it really quickly. And I think it's just, I, I, I just don't want people to ever go through or try and have to struggle like I did. But in turn, in doing that, it makes me struggle a bit more. So I think it's time to, because uh, I do all right. I always do all right, man. There's that, and Andy's going to be okay. You know, you always like, will. Yeah, 100%, man. I come from the street, man. I'm like, you know, when you see these people like suffering and like, because they've lost all their money, but then they go back to their mum and dad and you know, live in their mum and dad's house. Oh, I'm too sick. It's got a call coming in. Sorry, mate. I'll call you back. I'm just in a Zoom meeting. I'll call you back. Sorry. It's one of my partners. Um, but this Zoom meeting is going to be amazing. So, um, the Zoom meeting. We're recording the podcast. You, did you forget that's this? That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. This will be the best, best podcast you've ever done. Just hands down. It'll get more views. I'm telling you. And do you know what's Honestly. just that? Yeah, my pal's now pissed off because I ain't done a podcast with him. So I've got some explaining to do now because I've done your one first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, where were we? Before you really inter- uh, before I really interrupted us. <laughs> before your pal rudely interrupted us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
you'll always be okay, you were saying. Yeah, like, so I'm from where it gets bad, where there's there's no worse. I've been homeless. I've done all the shit. Yeah, I've, I've been involved in the mad shit, the robberies, the drugs, the everything. Yeah, I'm from a really bad part. And just because I'm from the street doesn't mean I live on it anymore. And I had to survive the best way I knew how. So in me being able to do that, I can now survive anything. COVID, colds, fucking homelessness, having no money. It's, it's just a game to me. You take everything away from me, I'll get it back in. Look, I, I went bankrupt three years ago. I lost everything. A global company, seven tattoo studios, my cars, house, house in Dublin, like all, just like all, all over the place. Yeah, we had places all over the place. I had a place in um, Cyprus, lost everything. Just after my dad died, I just could not function. You know, I didn't mourn when he died. I, I was halfway for a massive build on a huge tattoo studio which was three floors, 15 staff in there. Massive project. And, um, and I just couldn't, I got it built and then he died. And then I just couldn't hold anything together. And I just thought, like, when you, when you do really well in life, you get leeches. You get people that suck. They don't just suck your blood, they suck the fucking life out of you. Yeah, until there's no life left and then they drop off and move on to the next person. If you allow them to. Um, I think because I was lone, I was never alone. I was lonely. There's a, there's a huge difference. So I just, I'm such a spontaneous, like I'm sporadic as fuck. Like one minute I'll be in Cyprus, the next minute I'll be in England, the next minute I'll be in Australia, Bali, wherever. And I can just, my mate always said to me, an atomic bomb would go off Andy. A mushroom cloud, yeah, and you crawl out of a bit of corrugated iron, meet a mate, and start a business. He said, "That's how you are." He said, "You can get on with a pikey or a politician." He said, "You just," he said, "You've just got that way around you." And I think it actually happened last night. I actually saw someone on Clubhouse that I actually offered. I overextended massively, and um, I won't say who it was, um, and offered them help with their stuff they're doing, and da da da, and even offered to to put. A, $40,000 into a charity for them. And they deleted me off of Clubhouse because I think my personality is too big for a lot of people. I think when they... Okay. Think, yeah. So, again, I'm going to ask you the question, why do you think that that means that you need to change something about you? Because it hurts. Like, legit, gets me right in the feels. And I don't need to know that person. They wanted to know me. Do you know what I mean? I never go to people and say, can you help me? I get talking to people and then they say, do you want to do this together? Or do you want to do that together? And I think, okay, I see the potential in you. Let's do it. Okay. It's always always them that let me down. It's never me. I'm fully committed. If I do something, I'm 100 miles an hour. Boom. I'm I'm phoning you at three in the morning, not the other way around. Yeah. Let's get this sorted. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's get that sorted. And let's sort of sift them out and let's fix something. And that's not right. And I think I ever overwork people like in the nicest possible way. Like I think I might push them too hard because I do this in my sleep. Like to to start a business, I could legit do it in my sleep. It's no no, no problem. Okay. But I want to challenge this 
this feeling in you that you think it's you, something about you that you need to change. I want you to change me because I don't know. Rather than changing the situation. Yeah, could be that. Yeah. Yeah, let's look at that. So when you jump in to start helping somebody from that side of things, and I've experienced that because you've helped me, do you feel that there's a way that you could evaluate that person's commitment or that person's um, character a bit more before you start putting it all into them? The thing what I do is is I say you, if you have ever, it'd be great for you to podcast my fiance Jill as well because she'd be super up for explaining how I work from her eyes, if you know what I mean, and her ears. So I always say to her, it's going to happen. She says, what? And I said it about this person. I said it about a person the other day and I said it about a person the week before and I said, it's going to happen. And she's more surprised by people that don't make me say that now. She's like, you haven't said like anything about, and like Victor who was just on, she went, he's a good boy. He's, he's never made you question I don't even know if he's still on there now. On my he's actually gone off. Yeah. So I'm more surprised by loyal people now. Right. When I meet someone now, I'm more like, what's your angle? You know, like this and that. But okay. when I see when I see that thing in them, whether it's a stutter or a flicker of the eye, I'm really good with body language. Like I've, I've, I've been let down so many times. But I that's me though. That I and I, I completely understand you because that's exact, exactly the type of person I am, and I've lost count of the amount of times I've helped people and you know coached them for free and whatever, and then been screwed over. Yeah. But here's the way I look at it, right? I look at it from this point of view, and this might help you. I just put it down to experience. Now I used to get really hurt. I used to be really hard. And I'm not saying that that now it doesn't still hit me in the heart a little bit. But I've learned to actually resolve that within myself and move on from it very quickly. And here's the way I do that. I refuse to change who I am. Mm. And I, I absolutely refuse to change the heart that I have, the giving that I have inside me the capacity that I have to love other human beings, right? And the way I see it is I help that person. No act of kindness ever goes unnoticed or wasted, right? The fact that that person was not, you know, um, in their own integrity enough or had the right values or whatever to receive that help with the same kindness and the same loyalty and whatever that I brought doesn't matter because here's what I know about the universe and you you just said it yourself you will always be okay so that person will get the little bit of blood from you the the, you know that they leech they manage to leech and they'll go on and they'll continue on their way but you'll continue to get your blessings because it doesn't matter if it comes from that person who just used you for whatever gain that they they needed at the time. 
the universe will bring you along somebody else, right? Who you do get blessings from, who you do get opportunities with, who do surprise you with, with loyalty. But here's the, the thing that will change that for you. You need to have more of a mindset of people who will be loyal. Build your, your circle up with people who you know are going to be more loyal and grateful for the help. Vet them a little bit more. I, I don't stop helping people, but I'm definitely more cautious about how much help I give and how much I let people in. I've got some great friends that don't actually need any help, and they're the, they're the ones that I concentrate on now, not the people that are always... Like, if I see a young kid like, like Victor, for instance, in Brazil, like there's no way out for him. He'd either be in the projects or just in a bad way in a few years, you know? Um, so if I can help someone like that, I will. But like a fully grown, like the people I grew up with, it's so strange when you look back. Never look back for long because it hurts your neck, doesn't it? But I just, I, I look back at who and where we come from and I'm very aware of my roots and how hard it was to get where I am. And it was fucking hard, man. Like, I could have been that person that stayed in the pub around the people that were talking about me. And I could have been that person that stayed in the circle where the people were talking about me. And we all know, right? We know that those people are talking about us, but I end up back in the pubs and parties, wherever. And it's, it's our duty to stand up and say, nah. Like, I've never been one of those people that sort of has to be around people to be around people, if you know what I mean. Like, my party's wherever I go, you know, that's how I am. You know, everyone's like, Andy's in the room, the party's here, like, you know, and like I can go to the pub and meet 10 people that I've never spoken to before. <coughs> Be best mates by the end of the night, not best mate, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it's very much not like, when I said that earlier, I might have got it wrong, but not changed myself, but definitely changed the situations that I put myself in where... I don't want to vet people anymore. I'm tired, man. I'm worn out. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want. Like I, I've got a funny saying. I, I hide a lot of stuff with humour. That's how I do it. I, I, I de. We all do. Yeah, I declassify things by making them sound funny, so they don't hurt as much. But I say to myself, like my my circle is so small. I text myself now. <laughs> but it's it's a very it's kind of couldn't be any further from the truth. Like I'm not like people text me and I just ignore it now. I'm not interested in talking to people that I just know are going to drain me. Like I just, I'm just not interested in it anymore. And and that's and that's exactly it. That's the trick. The trick is to to know quickly. And the more you get to know yourself, and the more deeper you dig into the reasons why you jump to help. So I can see you, this is exactly the same as me. My heart goes out to someone and I want to fix everything for them and I want to do everything for them. But again, we learn again and again and again when you get used and used and used and used, you know. I. It's just a case of, like you say, I'm the same. I keep my circle very small. There's very few people are like close to me. But I just accept that every once in a while, somebody is going to just use me for what they need to gain. You know, I 
I found someone in my fiance as well who's just like next level. Like for two years, she's never left me. She's never walked out. She won't walk out on me. Like the amount of times I'm like, fuck you, I've had enough. I'm going back to England, like a self-sabotage. I do all the things that blokes do, you know, like we like blokes are funny creatures, you know. We're like, we don't need you. And then we leave, and then two weeks later we phone up, so I'm really sorry, like da da da. But women are like when they make that form and they close down, they close down, and that's it. Like, you know, strong, independent woman. But yeah, she's um she's she's just supporting me through everything. Can I support her through a lot as well? Don't get me wrong. Like it's a real good balance. Like I yeah. good balance. And she just saw how upset I was yesterday over something so small, and she was like, "You need to just stop, just stop." And she said, "Just us, us, and just be us." And you don't need to give any more to the world, Andy. She says, "You've given so much, and especially with how much you do do for people." She was like, "Just relax for a little while, man. Hide your heart." But I want to challenge that though, yeah. because you do need to give to the world. I've still got my projects that I'm going to do. I've still got the homeless app, and I've still got the mobile phone company we're going to do. And I think I think a time away from Clubhouse as well is very much needed. Um, I've seen through so much bullshit on there. Like you know, you, you see the people that look. Uh, someone got called out there the other day. It was fucking hilarious. And just yeah, I'll just say he's got a sir at the beginning of his name. And, and uh, yeah, so um, it was it was it was quite funny really. So. Um, and I just I look and I just think, oh, like who is who is real in the world anymore? Like who who's going to do what they say they're going to do? Like me, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll step up and I'll do that to the best of my ability as well. Like I legit will sit up for sixteen hours working on projects to get them finished. You know? So let me ask you a question: What do you think you can do to change the people that come that you allow in? Shoot them. Huh? I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. You can't do that anymore. Um, do that anymore. Um, oh, I don't know. Would I want to change anyone? I don't want to change anyone. I just want them to realise how much food I put on the table. Like, match my offer. Do you know what I mean? Match my hard work. Match my will and my determination, my tenacity. Anything that I put on the table, match it. It will fucking go to the moon. Do you know so what what's I mean? going to do that? What is going to change around these relationships? I'll just stop working with the people that need so much help, honestly. Like, if you surround... Like, I'm legit surrounding myself around proper businessmen now. Like, they don't need the help. That we can all think tank. And, you know, you come to me now with, like... A lot of people that ask me for help with their business because that's my job, of course. But if you, if you pay, you pay attention now. So, unless... You know, if Tom, Dick and Harry come to me from Clubhouse and say, can you help me? No, no, no. There's the packages. I can help you. Simple as that from now on. I got from meeting yesterday with a billionaire, like legit from LA. Like blew my, I want to put you in touch with him as well. Um, blew my head off in, in what he's doing. So similar to what I'm doing as well, but on such a bigger scale. And he said to me, the reason I'm talking to you now, and he said, my time is very limited, is because it's you. It's not the project. When it's you, he said, I can see it a mile off. He said, your, your shine is so big. And he said, like, we're going to do something together. But and, that's uh, what I'm talking about. It's that kind of energy to bring to that. Yeah, you want to help 
the world. You want to help everybody and you've helped me. So I've been on the receiving end of that. But that's what I'm saying. Change the people that you're actually doing business with. It's great to help everybody. But at the end of the day, there, there has to be a boundary. You know, and I always say, this is the rule I have for myself. And I always tell my clients, open, gentle heart, big fucking fence. Mm-hmm. Right. There has to be a boundary. Yes. I still want to be that open, gentle heart, that loving, fierce, loving, kind person. And I still will do what I can for the people I feel I want to give it to. Yeah. But at the same time, I have really strong boundaries now. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's what I would suggest for you having really strong boundaries. I'm, su- I'm su- you know what I'm a sucker for a sub story, mate. So like, I think where I th- okay. So they say when you're in a relationship, right? You either take something from your dad or your mum's relationship. Yeah. So what you saw in them, like I always yeah. saw my mum being hurt and not hurt physically don't get me wrong she wasn't like that but you know he left her he had affairs stuff like that so I always promised like I have a little laugh and a joke here and there like and I, I, I genuinely genuinely compliment women to make them feel good and, and sort of lighten the situation but at the same time I would never ever do anything that would jeopardise what I've got now and I always promised myself as well that I would never do that because I saw how much it affected my mum yeah so when I was going and getting into relationships, I always, always got into relationships where women needed to be fixed. Always. Like, it was a fucking thing for me, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Because you're just going to get hurt because they're so broken. And I never walked into a relationship where it was always like the woman needed me, whereas she didn't want to be with me. She needed me, whereas, if that makes sense. So, yeah. We'd chill. She didn't need me. She wanted me. She had her shit together, man. She's 10 years in that field, successful. And then I, I was like, look, let's, let's start something for you and get you going. Because, you know, I want to be with her for the rest of my life. So if I get taken out of the world early, I want her to be self-sufficient. And not that she wouldn't be, but working for someone else is the most unstable thing anyone can ever do. Working for yourself, you show up, you get paid. So I said to her, let's get you started in your own business. I want to teach you about not working for someone and we'll work yeah. with each other. So we started our own product line and we started our own beauty salon. And, you know, she's, she's really like just come on leaps and bounds. And it's an amazing thing being with someone that actually wants to be with you rather than needs to be with you. It's a real different area of fucking life for me. Well, you so, can build from there, right? Well, I've built so much. Like, like legit, you give me a piece of Lego, I'll make a business out of it. Like, and like it's ridiculous. Like, everyone says it. They're like, fuck, man, like, how'd you do it? I, earning money is easy. Managing it's difficult for me. So, like I said to you earlier, what I just bought myself, like, I could have put that in the bank. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's kind of an asset anyway, but, you know, I could have put that in the bank, and the, but it's not going to lose value. And with me, I like... Because I'm from where I am, I like to spoil myself if I'm doing well. You know, why not? You know, because well, you they, deserve it. What, why I'm work so hard if there's no reward? Absolutely. We don't work hard to, for no reward, right? Well, we're now being in the Western world and being surrounded by, 
fucking people in the Western world and cars and everything else. We're off to the Philippines now. So as soon as the borders open, October, we met in Bali. We met free and winding our hair, her hair. I haven't got hair. Winding hair, mopeds, traveling on moped, you know, going across the island, eating rice on tuk-tuks and just, just being in an amazing space with kids that are running around in flip-flops that are broken and being so happy rather than kids on iPads being unhappy and ungrateful and Nike Air Max and I want this and I want that. Yeah. So yeah, we're off to the uh, we're off to the Philippines. So there's seven thousand islands there. She's that uh, that's her roots as well. So we're going to go meet her dad. And, you know, he's involved in the gold mines out there. So God knows what nice deals I'm going to be involved in out there. But um, yeah, just to just to go and relax and find ourselves again and just yeah, just be one with everything. Because Sydney's very much like London, you know. Hustle and bustle. Yeah. A bit, like yeah. Bar- a bit like you in Barbados. You went out Barbados, there. living, you know, people say, oh, Barbados, Caribbean. But I, I live quite a simple life because that's what I want. I just want to spend time with my daughter and enjoy you'll life. See, you'll see as well, like there's people in Barbados that walk down the beach with, you know, whatever, you know, a bit of a sarong around their waist and, you know, an old bike sitting on the top of the beach. And sort yeah, of they don't really care. That's it. Exactly. They they, they they just they just enjoying life. Life is sweet. You just have to enjoy it. That's what the Bayesians say. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about so it. going back to your situation, I want to ask you a question. What do you think has brought you to the place where you feel the need to help anybody that gives you a sob story? I don't think it's a sub story. I think it's, I listen to how people, I see the potential in them. And I, I know with my help that they can get there. And then what happens is they get where they need to be and they forget the very person that put them where they are. And people are like, oh, you shouldn't do it for this. I'm not doing it for like recognition or anything like that, but at least like, come on, man. Like I've given you six months of my life. And what have you given me? Like, you don't even phone me and say, happy birthday or Merry Christmas or... Yeah. It's not even like big things that I want back. You know, a card in the post. You know, thanks for being so amazing and taking time out and helping me with my life. And, you know, I've then put clothes on people's backs, started business with them, and they're flourishing now. You know, I, I helped you put the food in your mouth. I paid someone's mortgage so they didn't lose their house. You know, Do you... Do you think that you make yourself important enough in your own life? No. Yeah, I overextend. I put people before me. And then what happens is when I do that and it doesn't come back, that's when I get disappointed and get down and my mental health suffers. Yeah. yeah. It's just a thing I do and I, just, I need to stop doing it. I think I need to. No, it's not that you need to stop doing that. You need to put yourself first. Yeah. Oh, I did start, you know, I have, I have done that. When I, when I left London, I just deleted everyone. I was like, I'm not fucking interested in any of you whelks, I call them. But that was out of anger rather than out of self-love. No, it wasn't. It was like, I know where I need to go and you're not part of this anymore. Yeah, like there's a thing Snoop Dogg says, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, it's great, it's called Closing the Gap. So he says like, when you climb, 
He said, you're up here and your homies are down here, right? Homies, all of them is that word. It's no, that's what he calls them. Yeah, so, um, so he says, to close the gap, you've either got to come down to their level and then you Or lose. bring them up. Or, or, or they've got to come up and they've got, he said, they have to come up. Not, not they up. have to come up, yeah. But you're trying to bring them up. Yeah, exactly. But so now, yeah, I got it. Yeah. You're trying to bring them up. So rather than them actually having this need to come up and meet you there, you're you're like, hey, I'm up here. Let me let me hold let me hold you up here with me. But why the fuck would you want to stay down there? Well, you don't. But it's their mentality. They haven't worked on themselves enough to recognize when they're getting actual help that will make them progress in life because they're not in that place yet. They haven't got to the place where they they have the mindset enough to be up there. And you're the one, you're the one trying to 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 drag them up the hill. When they're they should be there pulling with you up the hill. Yeah. So the way you change that is now you have people in your life and you have people that you're working with that are actually pulling up the hill with you, that want to go there, that want to work their ass off, that want to make it a massive win-win for both people. Yeah. To be fair, like, I'm, I'm legit. After... That happened yesterday, and I, lit- I, I lay on the bed and I, I had a cry to my missus. I was like, I'll get, I gave so much to that small little part. That was only a couple of weeks of getting to know someone and offering myself and what I could give to them. And I just don't, I don't get it. I fucking don't get it why, why they did that. And I just... Because you made it easy for them? Nah, I think I think they were in, I think they were intimidated by me being in their circle some way. So, mum, because she said to me, she went, "You don't realise how powerful you you are." She said, "Not just in stature," she said, "but you legit make things happen out of nowhere." She said, "It's magical to watch." She said, "But if someone else is in that room with you that's trying to make something happen, they know you're going to do it first." They, they know. She said, you will walk in, you'll tell a couple of jokes, cast your magical spell, whatever you're doing. She said, you'll just create greatness. So you're in the wrong room? Yeah. Oh, fucking spot on. Absolutely. Absolutely spot on. I'm trying to find these right rooms, and I have over the years. i found a couple of people, that, but not really. I need to be, yeah, I know, I know where I need to go. I just can't find it. And I thought Clubhouse might have been that place where I found it and it's just full of dicks. No, because let me tell you what I know about experiencing you on Clubhouse and I'm glad I'm in this position because (laughs) you go into rooms in Clubhouse and you you do just offer help to anybody and you're just like, I'll have half an hour call with you. So for me personally... You do give people the impression that it's it's cool to just chat to you for half an hour and and get help from you and not have to bring anything to the table. That's from a personal 
perspective and you go in people's rooms and you mod for them and you help them and you ping people in the room and you're doing all this stuff but you're not stopping to see if they're bringing 100% to the relationship as well mm. every relationship should be a 200% relationship that's, that's even the relationship I have with my clients and they sign a contract that says that from this moment on, this is a 200% relationship. I bring 100% to the table. I'm fully present. I'm ready to impact. I'm going to show up powerfully. You have to show up powerfully. You have to bring, this is what I expect from you. You have to bring 100% to the table. You have to show up ready to be impacted. You have to show up ready for action you have to show up ready to work harder on your fucking life than i am prepared to work on your life that's the relationships that you need to be building otherwise it doesn't work mm. and you will keep being disappointed and you will keep being disappointed and you will keep being disappointed because people unless you set this is what I expect from you. This is what I'm bringing to you. And this is also what I actually expect from you. You will keep getting the same take, 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 take relationships. Mm. Nice and trip, isn't it, eh? It's really easy. Oh, what about that? It really is. When you start putting it into practice, oh no! When you start putting it into practice, it's amazing how the universe attracts those kind of people to you. Oh, I'm fully about that life now. Like now, you've just said that. Fuck it. Yeah, hundred percent. Chuck it in the fucking bucket, eh? Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I've seen. I've seen you. I mean, even when you came into my life, you were like, right going to do this, going to do this, let's get it done. But I am a person of integrity where I do appreciate someone spotting potential in me and someone, and I will work my ass off. There's a difference, right? I do work my ass off. So, and I, I'm, I'm also the kind of person, I don't ask for help. So when someone spots it in me and they bring it to me, I don't let that person down mm. because I'm like you. I know how it feels yeah. when you give your all to somebody and they just leave you in the dark. Yeah. So, like, I didn't mean, yeah, yeah. So, it is life's not easy, but putting that into place is. Yeah, putting that into practice is. Yeah. Absolutely. Jan's in the room. Oh, certainly, Jan, you're right. Putting um, that into practice is, is, is the best thing that you can do. Have yeah. a contract with every single person that you work with. And even with your friendships. Your friendships need to start off from a place of, hey, I only have two-way friendships in my life. Do you know the mad thing is as well, like my, my missus, I call her my missus, my fiancé, Jill, the other day. So she saw me delete block and move away from a 20-year relationship that I'd had, friendship, relationship, um, friendship, I say friendship. I I paid for this guy's car, I paid for his house, I paid 
to clothe him when he had nothing, when his missus left him and threw him out. I've put food in his belly. I've, I've taken him on holiday with me. He's never paid a penny to me. He's, he, I grew up with him. Yeah? He's like one of my boys. And then I phoned him. I hadn't spoken to him in such a long time. I phoned him. I was like, why don't you, like, oh, you know, I'll build a man cave. I've got the snooker table. Like, why don't you come over to us? I'll buy you a ticket. Come and see me. And he was like, oh, he said, I'm, I'm working on stuff myself at the minute. It's my time to shine. Um, you know, everything you've got, I'm going out to get myself now. And I said, what? Like, he was like, yeah, I don't need a partner. I said, I'm supposed to be your pal. I'm not your partner. I'm just, I, I just, I looked at my missus. He was on loudspeaker and I just went, you know what? I just deleted his number. I blocked him on Facebook. And I just said, 20 years like that. And she went, you just fucked him. And I said, it's easy. I don't even talk to some of my family. For me to block someone out of my life, a friend, is easy. Okay? It hurts still a lot. My missus has seen me cry a few times now. You know, and I, and I say to her, like, you know, I helped someone with their tattoo machines a while ago, and I helped their, their company was just about to go bankrupt. And we got in, we put systems in place, we put rental machines in place, contracts, sales funnels, graphics, took over the Instas. This was last year. And when I, had, when I started Influence Inc., he was part of the team. Part of the team. And so about six months ago, probably longer now, I said to him, oh, like, the day, he said, oh, I'm starting my own social media marketing company. I said, oh, yeah. I said, what for? He said, the tattoo industry. I said, oh, okay, cool. I said, oh, mate, cool. There you go. There's all your stuff, mate. Crack on. Good luck. And I just blocked him. I've known him, and he's done so many good things for me, and I've done so many good things for him. But I've always worked in a team with him. So I could have gone and opened my own machine building company. Yeah. I could have, I could have put all my time into that. Fucking, I didn't. I helped him with his journey. So why not link with me and help me with my, my journey? You're on the team, you're part of the team. And now you say you're going off to, because what, what happens is people see how well, and I'm not blowing my own trumpet here. I opened one tattoo studio eight years ago, 10 years ago, whenever it was. And I had seven tattoo studios in three years. Like I opened Influence Inc. I've done all this on my own from a phone. It's gone so well. We've got really cool clients. So people want to copy it. Instead of, why don't people just join and collaborate and grow instead of being in competition with people? I don't understand it. Yeah, well, I mean, again, if that's their mentality to be in competition instead of joining forces and, and working together, then they can go alone, can't they? But I think just go together and go far. Like, I'm not yeah, but they. Yeah, some people don't have that mentality, though. Some people have a, a scarcity mentality and they think if they go do it by themselves, keep it to themselves, they're going to make more money, they're going to they're gonna have more control, they're going to, they, you know, again, not the same mindset. Money comes and goes, man. Like, legit, like, I've had so much money in the past. I've still got uh, all our money. Do you know what I mean? We're not, we're not struggling. You know, we're about to sell up and move to the Philippines. That's not the, the movements of someone that's doing badly in life. But yeah. I've been, I know millionaires that have killed themselves. I nearly killed myself. I nearly blew my own fucking head off with a gun because I was so depressed and I didn't know 
where I said to you earlier, I was alone, but I wasn't lonely. I didn't know whether I was in the wrong pond fishing for the wrong fish. I didn't know whether that girl wanted me for the car and the money and the restaurants, or she like, and it was obvious it was for the, in the end, looking back, wow, like fucking blinded, you know, like what, what was I thinking? But they say love's blind, right? It's not blind. I think it's just what we know. We always know. We just choose to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we do. And then obviously now with, um, it's so strange when you're in a loving relationship because I just self-sabotage this with chill at the start so much. I was like, no, why why, do you love me? Like, why, why, like, why? And it's so weird that when I was in other relationships and chasing the, the, the females that weren't giving me what I needed, I was always chasing. And then I'm in a relationship now where it's just there and I don't understand it. And I think that all stems back from childhood fucking PTSD and, you know, not feeling loved and having to go and find love. And I was never loved as a child. I was a bastard when I was younger, but a good bastard, do you know what I mean? I was, I was always out and about doing my thing, coming back with black eyes and fucking, I was always scrapping. And, I was one of them funny kids that just, I, I was just bulletproof, do you know what I mean? I, you know, being a car crash, my mates had all that broken arms and that, and I'd have a little cut on my eye or something like that. <laughs> like, I, I got hit by a car doing 70 miles an hour, which is like a kilometer ridiculous amount. And um, I bounced off and sprained my ankle. You know, everyone was like, you should be dead. Like, are you Wolverine or something? They were like, why aren't you dead? Like, I've had so many near misses. And my dad said to me, you're too big to be on this planet and not make a difference. He said, you're too big. He said, your heart's too big, your head's too big, your body's too big. He said, you're a giant. And he said, you are going to make giant waves in this world. And he's so true. And I have. And I've created a ripple effect everywhere I've gone in life. People love me or hate me, I get paid every day. Yeah? Every day I wake up. And I do me and I get my shit done. And people don't like it a lot of the time. Because you'll never see me lose. I might fall down, but I'll never lose. I'll, yeah, I, just... I get that. I, I I get that. I don't speak to a lot of my family for exactly the same type of reasons. Sometimes they're the worst, you know, because they judge you and they and they expect you to understand their way of thinking on their values in life. And what people don't like is especially people you grew up with, especially then, because you're from the same place, right? Yeah. So you from the same. Oh, they hate path. it. They hate yeah. it. I get, I get, I get it all the time. Oh, you think you're better than 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 us. You think you're better than what what you are. You forget where you come from. You um. We don't know. That's the thing. We remember. we don't forget where we came from. Yeah, we really honestly we're don't. That's yeah, well, that's yeah, and then yeah. every single time there's a slight problem or or uh, as they perceive it, a failure. Oh, she's fallen off her pedestal, and they take great delight in it, right? Well, great delight. A lot. So people like they love it when they see you do badly. So I do because it makes them feel better about where they're they're still at. Well, I say to I say to people, people don't change. Um, people don't change; their masks fall off. So it's just. Yeah. I always say, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. 
Well, like I said there, always trusting everyone to be themselves, but trusting the fact that you can see them well. Such a good, it's just the best thing I've ever And heard. we will. We will always see them. Yeah. We well, will always see them. It's, it's, but it's the ability to then put the boundary in place once we see it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, once I say no, that's it. You're never getting back in my circle. And I say to people, you're going to miss me before I miss you. And you'll understand that you'll never be back. And that's, what, and that's exactly what I said to you. That's why for me, I won't change who I am, mm. but I will change the situation when I can see it for what it is. Mm. And it, I, it, we're very, very similar, you and I. It's probably why we just clicked from the get-go. I, I'm, I'm very much like that. I will cut the person off and continue with what I'm doing. And in actual fact, I use it as fuel now. Because when someone fucks me over now, I'm like, okay, let me just drive harder now. Because now I'm going to make up for whatever it was that you just did. I see and I think that. sometimes we can turn things around and use things, you know, use our pain and use, use what other people do to our advantage. Absolutely. Because I've yeah. got this thing about me where I'm like, well, I'll show you watch you know when my family were like oh you'll never achieve all of these things and you'll never do this that and the other and I just say okay watch watch this space yeah I always prove myself right now instead of others wrong so I don't generally when I hear people say that and I've heard it quite a few times the last few weeks I'm going to prove them wrong as why forget about them like with me I I prove yourself right I, I want to get to a stage where, you know, when I sit down on my deathbed and I can say wholeheartedly, and anyone that knows me knows me, knows me, not talking about people on Clubhouse and that, the people that are in my circle will say that was one of the maddest motherfuckers you will ever meet, but with a great heart and he never stopped. And I, ne- I will never stop until the day I die. There's like, unless you put a bullet in my head, I'm not going to stop this journey. And it's going to piss a whole lot more people off because they will see, it's like a mirror, right? When they look at you, they see something in themselves that, they, that triggers them. And I think I trigger a lot of people in the fact that you can all get off your asses and do what I do. You just don't give up, don't stop. And that's all I've ever done. It's just, it's not skill set. Yeah. It's not fucking money that's been given to me it's the fact that I just don't stop as soon as something goes wrong or right as the fact may be I'll move to the next thing yeah and I'm, like the goalposts are always changing for me they're never like oh shit we've lost this no alright that's not gone right I'm just going to walk around the goal and you know score from another angle change the path that's it I work, if I can't get over it if I can't get through it I'll go over it round it under it you're not stopping me you know exactly you know, people, I know even, like, you inspire people that pretend to not even see you. Generally in life, people like your friends that pretend to not see you, the ones that don't comment. Like, I've got this saying that be very, very cautious of who's not clapping when you win. It's the best thing. If people you've known for 10 years aren't giving you that and well done, mate, and sharing your stuff, and they're not... They're not fucking, they're not friends. They're jealous. 
they're jealous and they're the ones that will come and bite you in the ass. And I've proved it time and time again. I have with people that I've called it. I've even written notes. Yeah, this is a thing that I do. I write a note and I date it. I shut the letter and I sign the date on the back of the of the letter. And I used to even get a newspaper next to it with the date on. Yeah. And I'll take a picture of it. Yeah. And when they let me down, I say, look, I say to like, I've said, I don't think I've done it with you, but I've said, look, I called this a year and a half ago. Look, I knew that. Okay, so I'm going to challenge that, though. Because neuroscience shows that what we think we bring into existence. Yeah, manifestation, right? So I'm manifesting the fact that they're going to fucking let me down. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing. The mind can't tell the difference between what's reality and what's imagination. It can only answer the questions we're asking it or we're only we we only going to see what it is that we're looking for, right? And I'm not saying that in that other person they, they didn't participate in the mm. whatever's happened. But here's what happens. The mind starts looking for every piece of evidence that that's what's going to happen. And the brain's so clever that it will find the evidence <laughs> to prove what you're thinking every single time. Mm. And that's why we change the mindset and we change the questions that we're asking and we change the way that we relate to people by putting in boundaries where, hey, if you're working with me, this is a 200% relationship. Everybody knows where they're at. So you're no longer looking for the blind spots. You're no longer, if that person lets you down, fine, you cancel the contract, move along. Mm. It no longer becomes that thing that hurt you anymore. But at the same time, it's not something that you're looking out for all the time, right? It's not this big monster that you're expecting to creep up at you on you at some point. Which is what I do a lot. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. Like, loyal people don't surprise me anymore. They, you know, sorry, um, disloyal people don't surprise me anymore. You know, loyal people do, like the ones that, like, why are you still here? Like, so how, how about we change the narrative and you start telling yourself, I only surround myself with loyal people? Well, that would be the, that would be the main thing to do, wouldn't it? Just to surround yourself with but loyal even, people. But do you remember what I'm telling you about the mind, the way the mind is set? If you start telling yourself that you only surround yourself with loyal people, then yeah. the universe is only loyal, well, not only loyal people, but will be mostly loyal people that show up in your life. Mm. And if you start expecting to see only loyal and only people that have a 200%, or, I mean, you're asking them for 200% relationship. So the ones that aren't capable of bringing that will just disappear of their own accord anyway, right? Because they, they can't bring that to the table. Yeah. So... When you change that narrative and you start looking at people for the good and for what you're bringing to the table and look for people who are bringing the same to the table and sit back and take your time a little minute and watch them for a bit, then you'll see a big difference in the people that are around your table. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do go in too quickly. I do. 
I do. It's, it's something that I've got to work on massively, but how do you do that? How can you change a habit of a lifetime? You well, you mean? work on the mindset. It's it's a daily it's a daily thing. You know, that's um, what you need a coach for, Andy. <laughs> do you know what it's I like do think? Trying to tell you. No, I know. I do need a coach. I do. I do. I've got a bus outside. <laughs> that's nearly a coach. Um, but yeah, I'm selling that. But yeah, the um, yeah, I do need I do need a coach. I, I need some I need I need some life lessons where I've learned so much in business and surviving, but thriving is a different story. So surviving, need to, no. need to work on on connecting the dots from the past and changing the narrative going forward. Mm. Yeah, there's loads to do, eh? Loads to do. Like, I was, yeah. yeah, there's loads to do. Need to heal some wounds, mm. l- look at some past wounds, work on some dark, some dark sides to your gifts, mm. and then change the mindset moving forward. Yeah, I need to, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know how to work on the old stuff. I just put it in a box and fucking put it in the basement. But that's what a coach is for. Mm. Say, for instance, we were working together. That's exactly what I would do with you. We would go back and we would look at the pattern. We would look at and connect the dots. And then we'd say, okay, now we've got to work on this piece of mindset. Now we've got to work on this we've got to work on that we've got it and then we'd have a strategy of what we need to work on and then we change that moving forward we work on those things and gradually change the mindset and change the strategy moving forward well let's do it then let's do it let's do it i have to go and sell my fucking new watch when i'm there <laughs> <laughs> you might watch it on it i like it No, I was I was looking at the time. We need to edit that bit out. Yeah. Yeah, So that's what we should do. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 game to start something. I just I I just yeah, sometimes it's a bit difficult for me to bring up the past. So well I tell you what, let's wrap up this session and then we'll talk when we're not recording about that so I'm going to ask you for today's session because we're coming to the top of the hour now what has been your biggest insight from this conversation today um you you had a couple of belters actually but I think the be in the right room was probably the biggest thing I took out of it yeah because I'm like yeah trying to help a load of people that don't really fit, if you know what I mean. So in the nicest possible way, whereas, you know, just that fucking call I just had that bidding out was mental. It was like the amount of value you can add into my circle and we've got multi-millionaires in there. Well, that was like me. That was the exact same conversation I had with Jason. You know, he, he made me see that I was actually trying to work with people who you know I can only help to a certain extent I can't help do what I'm actually really good at right 
which is take them to 10x, 20x, whatever their income and create their mission and, and create these massive impossible goals. Mm. Well, let's get going then because I've only got 25 summers left. That's what I say. People have got 25 years left. We haven't. Most people are miserable. Grumpy. So, Andy, what do you think you'll change in your life now having had this conversation? Probably my, probably my T-shirt when I go and have a shower now. That's what I'm going to change. <laughs> I'm going to, um, I don't know, really. It's not, I, don't, I think it's very soon to say, would I change? I think I'm going to stop overextending. I'll try to. I think that's a big thing. Just fucking pull the reins back a bit. And yeah, just try and work on myself more, which is what I did when I went to Bali. My cup was so full in Bali because I was solely working on myself. There was no smoke screens, distractions. There was no people. And it was only when I started helping people again and started going down. And I was helping myself so much. I was like full, full, full. My cup was... Yeah, but I'm going to challenge that thought, that, that, that comment that you just made there because you saying it's only when you started helping other people it started going down. I found a studio in Bali that was really, really bad at what they did. And I said, look, this is, if you put this system there, you do this, you take bookings, your studio is shit, it needs cleaning. And I put them into a center. Right. I get that. I get that you jump in there and you do things for people, but I don't feel that it was because you were helping other people. And and hear me out when I say this. I feel it's because you weren't also valuing yourself in the process. And oh. I think somewhere along the line, you stopped filling your cup up. Yeah. At the same time. Absolutely. I was trying to help them get yeah. to my knowledge of what I was in my industry. Yeah. And it was like pushing fucking sand uphill sometimes. And then what they did was, is where I said, look, I will create a booking system and I will sit and I will talk to your clients and I will make bookings for you and I will take deposits and I will get your company central on, on, the, on its journey with a vision because you have no clue what you're doing. Like, it's, it was disgusting, the studio. Beautiful studio, just disgusting. The eyes didn't know cross-contamination. They didn't know how to... Uh, it was just awful. So the um, what I did was I sat and I made bookings and I talked to the clients and I was making a percentage on each client. And I'd done, I did so many bookings in the first week that I earned more money than all three of them in the partnership that owned the studio. And they went, well, no, we're not... Yeah, because... Yeah, because you do have that drive, oh, but you just have to much. you have to just drive, channel it in the right way. I am nuttier than a sack full of squirrel shit. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the people that change the world. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm, that's the people that change the world. There's something coming with me soon that everyone's going to take a step back and go, "What the fuck?" Like this. Yeah, because you'll be working with me. <laughs> Yeah, of course, but it's literally like, but it's also the last 20 years of never giving up. Like people respect me, they might hate me, but they respect the fact that I can literally lose everything which I've done and I can get it back straight away through good friends and just my determination. Like I'm like, a, you know when you've got a dog with a rope in its mouth and it won't fucking let go, that is me. 
Yeah. I will just keep going. Amazing. You, but people just won't outwork me. That's all it is. That's all it is. Just won't that's, that's a really good place to end this session. Ooh, okay. It's been a pleasure. It's been a real Does, pleasure. Yeah. Definitely. It definitely has. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you for being the undeniable leader today. I look forward to watching your journey. And I look forward to us working together more. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for teaching me a couple of things that I didn't, that I knew, but I forgot and didn't kind of, you know, it's it's been a real kind of relaxed, mind bender so it's good (laughs) you're very welcome thank you so much for joining me today sometimes change can take time and sometimes your thinking changes faster than you can imagine you have been listening to the undeniable leader with michelle marguerite marquez it wasn't called coaching for most of history it was called leadership And it's what I love to do. Coaching people to lead with purpose and challenge people's thinking. If you'd like more of this, please subscribe to the show and follow us. If you'd like to learn more about our community of incredible top performers, go to www.theundeniableleader.co.uk.